Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Imprint. I am, as always, very excited to have you here with me today. I really appreciate you coming and listening to the podcast. And if you're listening to today's episode, I would hazard a guess that you are in the world of interiors and really wanting to take your interiors to the next level. Because the truth is that you only have one chance to make a good first impression. And when you do have, maybe you're an interior designer or you've got an Airbnb or a product or homewares business, and 
If you're looking to attract your dream clients or customers, you really need to get it right. You really need to create captivating interiors that stand out from the crowd because, you know, really the difference between interiors and images that get noticed and create an, Im an impact are the ones that are captivating in some way. And interior styling, I truly believe hand on heart is how you make this happen. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you how you can do this and take your interiors to the next level. Because as I mentioned, you just don't want to leave it to chance. There is an incredibly crowded marketplace. You know, anyone who has got any kind of visual um, business, you know, creative business that's visual is on Instagram. They're using it. You need it to stand out from the crowd. This is like if somebody lands on your Instagram account for a reason, or if they hit your website, you honestly, you've got probably less than three seconds to get them to decide if they're going to keep scrolling or keep looking or whether they're just going to think, yeah, I don't know. It's not really for me. It's not really making me feel anything. And when it comes to interiors, we want people to feel, we want them to have a strong emotional response because when they do, then they are more likely to take action. They're more likely to stick around. Whereas if what you're creating is in that middle ground and it's like, oh, it's nice, you know, nice doesn't create that emotional connection. Nice doesn't then convert those people into clients or customers. Nice isn't going to grow your business. You know, you need to really stand out. You need to be intentional. And I truly believe that interior styling is how you do it. And I know that I am not alone in this. This is not just some kind of whimsy that I have. It is the truth. It is the leading interior designers all around the world pay and engage interior stylists to elevate their spaces so that they can create beautiful Instagram feeds, so that they can create beautiful websites and feature um, projects as part of their portfolio. And it is just, it is key. It is foundational. So I'm going to step you through what you can do to start reimagining your interiors and really taking them to the next level. So the first step is one that is very important and yet so often overlooked. Step one is to develop a clear and compelling vision. You need to get clarity on what you really want to achieve. Otherwise, you're going to end up at the wrong destination. It's like the idea of a pilot who, who if he just, or she, of course, um, if they just go one degree off track, then by the time they get to their destination, they're going to be on another continent, quite possibly. Um, and, you know, those little incremental changes make a huge difference in terms of getting you off track. So you need to get really clear on what your vision is. And, you know, this is a step that you need to take before you start to make any changes or before you start considering styling your spaces to really take them to that next level. And it's all about getting clear on your end game and your ultimate goal. So I'm going to share with you five ways that you can do this. The first one is a very simple exercise, and this is to see your vision. So 
if you are thinking about a vision for a space, you don't use words. If you are thinking about a vision for, you know, your business goals or what you want to have happen with your interior design business or your Airbnb, you're not thinking about words. You are seeing and connecting with an image. And so you really need to have images that inspire you and really help you then see where you need to go with your spaces. The second idea is to think about three years in the future. Where do you want your business to be? Three years in the future, you know, what would be a really good place for you to be in your business? Because five years can sometimes feel a little bit far. One year, that's good, but we don't tend to think big enough if we're just thinking one year in the future. So even though we're at the start of the year, start to think about where do you want to be in, say, three years' time? And then you can reverse engineer back from that. The third idea that I want to share with you here is to really stretch yourself out of your comfort zone. It is something that I really encourage students in the Styling Masterclass to do. You need to stop being safe with your choices because safe is often boring. Safe doesn't create that emotional reaction, that feeling, that, you know, visceral reaction that you want to create when people see your spaces. If you want to get more customers or clients, you want people to see your spaces and think, I want to be there, or I want to have that thing. I want to have that chair, or I really want to, you know, like, I really want to work with this person. I want them to design my home or design my kitchen. And if it's just, if you're just designing spaces or creating spaces by number and, you know, you're kind of just ticking off the boxes and going, okay, there's the bench top and there's the cabinetry and there's the handles. And, you know, you're kind of just ticking off the boxes, but you're not reimagining the space and really taking it to that next level. Then it's a really missed opportunity. And this is where styling can actually come in because if, for instance, you have, maybe it's because of the client and you have had to create a place that's maybe a little bit vanilla and you want to showcase it on your portfolio, well, you can do things to bring in props and to really make it beautiful for photography. This is actually what leading interior designers do. They pay stylists to go and source products and um, furniture from leading design stores so that they really elevate their projects so that it looks amazing on their Instagram feed and on their website. You also need to connect with your vision every day. So this is like your big goal vision for what you want for your business. But also if you are working on a project, you need to stay connected with that vision as well. It's very easy to get off track and get seduced by what other people are doing, but you have created that vision for a reason. So really stay true to it. And then the fifth idea that I wanted to share in relation to developing a clear and compelling vision is to overcome your resistance and do the work to bring your vision to life. There is um, a good book by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art. And I'm just going to share a quote from it that he has in there. Is There's a lot about this idea that we have so often as creatives, we have a resistance within us to do the work. We have a resistance to put ourselves out there. We have a resistance to 
really create at that next level. And so, so much of this book is about how you counteract that resistance within you, how you move past that resistance. And so he says, never forget this very moment, we can change our lives. There never was a moment and never will be when we are without the power to alter our destiny. This second, we can turn the tables on resistance. So if you are feeling resistance, then know that you can turn the table on resistance right now. And, you know, this very moment, you can make a decision to change your life and start really creating at that next level. So the second step that I wanted to talk to you about in terms of taking your interiors to the next level is to refine your vision to gain confidence. If you're not sure of how to elevate your interiors, you know, where to start, what you should focus on to get the best result, you need to turn your vision into an action plan. Recently, I spoke in a podcast about this idea of 10x is is better than 2x. It is more compelling. It will get you better results. And that is in episode 167. You can go to nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast forward slash 167 if you would like to listen to that. Or we will also put a link in the show notes. But what I want you to, to know here is think about how can you make your interiors 10x better? Now, as I said, you might already have the foundation there. You might already have designed the space and that's completely fine. But what can you do using the skill of interior styling to really take it to that next level? What artwork can you add? What decorative touches can you introduce? What textures and pieces that are really going to engage the eye and create curiosity? What can you add to your spaces to take it to that next level? Also, a really great question to ask yourself is, what do you need to believe about yourself to make this possible? What do you need to believe about yourself to really take your interiors to the next level? What thoughts do you need to have about yourself? How do you need to speak about yourself and think about yourself to go to that next level? Also, it's a really good question to ask yourself, what are examples of interiors that are at that mastery level. So it's a really helpful exercise to look at interiors by people who are at the top of their game and really at that elevated level and really study what they have done and compare and contrast that with your spaces and notice how they've used proportion, how they've used balance, how they've used objects how they've edited the spaces, really study what they have done, study the masters and then apply what you've learned. And also ask yourself, do your interiors align with your bigger vision, the bigger vision that you have for your business? If you want to work with a particular type of client, then are you on the track? Now, you can't necessarily, you don't, you know, don't worry if you're at the start of your journey in this, that's okay. You know, we all have to start somewhere, but are you making the right steps in the right direction to get towards that ultimate client? Are you creating interiors that are in alignment with the type of person that ultimately you want to work with? 
And another really great question to ask in relation to um, refining your vision to gain confidence is ask yourself, if you were to share this image on social media, would somebody share it? Would they save it? Would they like it? You know, would they add it to a folder or take a screenshot? You really want to create images where you're creating, as I said, that very emotional response to your interiors, to your work, to your images. It's really important that it's, it's coming from an emotional connection. It's not just that, like I said, you're designing or styling by numbers and you're kind of like just ticking the boxes. Yes, that's a good starting point. But to take your interiors to the next level, you need to do, you know, like just push yourself and really, like I said, study the masters and see what the difference is. The third step, and this is something, again, that often gets overlooked, is to give yourself a brief so you can focus on the right actions. We, um, you know, so many people, and I hear this all the time from students, you know, they think that an unlimited budget and different types of clients, you know, more elevated clients will solve all their problems. And it's definitely a case of, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. But do you know what? In anything in life, that you go to a different level and there are just different problems. There are different challenges. And so if you think that, you know, you're going to live in this kind of like wonderland where people are skipping through fields, well, you know, there are always going to be challenges, but that's kind of the fun of it. That's like embrace the fun, embrace the challenges, you know, and I, I actually like that. I like trying to solve problems and working my way through solutions. So Instead of thinking, you know, that an unlimited budget would solve all your problems, it could actually create more because think about it. You know, if you right now have got budget to choose between, let's just say, five different types of rugs. Well, if you've got an unlimited budget, you could choose any type of rug. So then how on earth are you going to narrow the choices down then? That's just one little example. You know, how would you cope with that? How would you manage your time in relation to that? So, you know, different levels, different devils in terms of the, the details of, of what you need to face and how you need to manage that. And it becomes a whole other thing. You might think, well, I can, you know, import it directly from Morocco and blah, blah, blah. But then you've got to sort of, then there's a whole other host of headaches that might come with that in terms of importing or dealing with artisans in remote regions or, you know, timelines blowing out. So, don't think that it's always perfect or it's ideal on the other side of the fence. You know, embrace what you've got, embrace the situation you're in right now and make the most of it. And almost every successful interior designer or creative has had to start at a budget level. You know, they've had to make it work. And if they can do it, then so can you. So use your creativity to solve problems use constraints to your advantage and give yourself a brief, you know, give yourself a budget, a timeline, give yourself, you know, create a, a palette, a color palette and create a mood board and, and ask yourself these questions. How can I make this amazing? Give your brain good questions. You, our brains want to solve problems. So if you don't give it a good question or a good problem to solve, it's just going to focus on, you know, negative things. And it's going to just keep circling in that and looking for evidence of negative things. So give it a good problem to solve, such as how can I make this amazing? Or 
How can I be resourceful? Or how can I use constraints to my advantage? Step number four is to cultivate your signature style to stand out from the crowd. This is really important and it is quite honestly, it is the difference between people who are in that sort of middle ground of creating interiors and, you know, they're kind of nice and they know how to do it and people who are at that next level and really growing their businesses. And it is having a really distinct signature style. So as I mentioned, it is about having a really distinct signature style. And so how you do that is that you create through the prism of what you love. You, and it, the, the important word there is you. The prism of what you love, that emotional connection that you have with objects, that emotional connection that you have with spaces and places that are on your vision board. So really connect with what it is that you love. Also, create through your unique ability. Again, we sort of touched on that in the recent episode. I think it was the last episode about 10x is easier than, um, than 2x and this idea of what is your unique ability. So you are going to have things that are unique to you. Maybe you are amazing at displaying flowers or maybe you have got a really clever way of working with color or maybe you have a really good, um, you've got access to great um, antique dealers or you're able to source things from estate sales or whatever it is. Like there is something that is unique to you that infuse that into your spaces because one, you're probably doing already and it comes naturally and it's instinctively. And secondly, it will again, become part of your signature style and really make sure the third part of this is that you create what no one else has. So you really need to filter any inspirational images through your story, your values, and your feelings, because your story is unique to you. The places that you have lived, the homes that you've lived in, you know, your family home growing up and whether, whether you have stepped away from that or you've, you've really embraced those kind of emotional connections to your childhood. Um, I had, and still have an aunt who she actually, when I now look back on it, I see that she would always, um, use colors like mushrooms and torps in her interiors. And whereas my mom was much more into like pinks and greens and, and flowers and pretty kind of spaces. Whereas I think that actually I was very much influenced by my aunt rather than my mom. So sometimes you can go against what you grew up with, but that's going to be really unique to you. The same in relation to what you value, whether you value something just as simple as um, a mug, you know, we can all have a very different response to a mug. You might like a really playful handle that's like oversized or really organic shaped. Someone else might really like um, something that is Japanese in style or somebody else might like something that is actually, um, you know, like a French, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the French brand, but um, it's the one that's white and it's got, anyway, 
I, I just, I can't think of what it's called, but it's like, there's a, a French brand that is, is very iconic and everything is white and they've kind of got like these embossed, um, details on them. And so they, they sell them. If anyone lives in, uh, Byron Bay, you know, the one that they've got at the Bangalore pharmacy <laughs> anyway. Um, and so, you know, there are all different styles and it's what you create and what resonates with you because of what you value, you know, do you value the history of an object or do you value the artisanal nature of it or the form or whatever it is for you and your feelings? Again, we all have different emotional responses to what we see and what we create. So the more that you tap into that, the more that you're going to tap into your signature style. I do actually have a style quiz. So if you want to um, go and check out and get a better sense of your own personal style, which then is the foundation to your signature style, you can go to nataliewalton.com forward slash style quiz. And we will put the links in the show notes for that as well. Number five, step number five is to choose transformational objects. If you want to transform a space, choose a transformational object. So I'm going to share with you three key characteristics of what I believe to be transformational objects. First of all, I think that it's really good to prioritize objects that are interesting, which generally means that they are not mass produced. We don't tend to have emotional reactions to mass produced objects because they just don't have that soul or integrity or authenticity. They've come off a production line and often it is very hard to have a very strong or certainly long lasting emotional response to an object that is mass produced. Sometimes, you know, we can get excited by something and think, oh, isn't that fun or it's cute and um, we can kind of admire it for a moment. But generally those kind of objects, if you were to sort of think about it the next day, you think, oh yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not fussed about that. But, you know, it's just maybe that momentary experience where you start to um, have that little kind of emotional connection to it, but it's not a long lasting one. And now this is not also about being expensive. So when I'm talking about not being mass produced, I'm not saying that everything has to go, has got to be a very high end designer piece or a high end antique piece. It can be a, you know, a salvaged piece. It can be something from an estate sale, estate sale. Um, it doesn't have to be expensive, but it really, I believe should have character in some shape or form. And that character is what creates the emotional connection. Secondly, in terms of what, you know, what defines or what constitutes a transformational object, to me, it should be intriguing in some way that perhaps people haven't seen it before or haven't seen it a lot. And it has an element that it really requires people to take a closer or a second look. It really often, um, makes people want to touch and feel it. If you were in the space, you would kind of want to go a bit closer and explore it and kind of be curious about it and think, 
oh, that's really interesting. I haven't seen anything like that before. And that's the kind of response that you want to be creating with the objects that you use in your spaces when you're styling them. And thirdly, inspiring. So I would really encourage you, and I'm sure, I, I'm sure that many of you don't, but you know, just in case, <laughs> you know, don't rush off to Kmart or Target to if you need to style up a space. Um, instead, educate your eye about objects of true beauty that are going to stand the test of time and just have, again, that focus on that emotional connection. All right. Number six, this is the last one, um, is that if you want to take your interiors to the next level, you really need to elevate your interiors with interior styling. So just to kind of get clarity, because I still feel like it's so funny. Um, I feel like I've been talking about interior styling for years and years now, and yet there is still so much confusion about the difference between interior styling, interior decorating, and interior design. So interior design, you know, in case maybe you're a first time listener to this podcast, interior design is really about making structural changes to a space. This is about adding tiles, bench tops, cabinetry, those kind of things. Interior decorating tends to be more the um, cosmetic changes such as you might be adding wallpaper, you might be doing curtains. It's funny, actually, for Design and Grow, I actually have, which I don't know how this has happened. I've got three people in Cork Island within Design and Grow. Um, so, you know, as you can imagine, it's a small county in Ireland. And anyway, one of them was talking to me. She is an interior designer and how she does help people a lot with um, curtains, you know, because I can imagine that in Ireland, because it's so cold, you really want to have thick, robust curtains because not only for the decorative element, but they are going to keep your home warm because, you know, it's a place that gets cold. So if you are in a part of the world where you are, um, you know, curtains are an important part of your decor, then that really is, tends to be the domain of an interior decorator. They are reupholstering furniture. They are, you know, doing curtains, window treatments, cushions, and, you know, those kind of cosmetic changes that aren't necessarily structural. And then interior styling is really about creating beauty with objects within a space. So it is about the art of arranging objects. And generally, this is arranging objects. It can either be arranging objects that are already there. So if this is within your own home and you enjoy styling spaces for yourself, then, um, you know, this is about rearranging things and maybe mixing up the cushions or it could be, it can even be like switching out lampshades or changing the bed linen or um, in a kitchen, you could rearrange the shelves on your kitchen shelving unit and display objects in a slightly different way. So it is about the art of arranging objects. And if you are an interior stylist or you've got a business reason to be styling your spaces, often you can go out and source or um, what's the word? Loan, sorry, <laughs> just had a mental blank, or loan objects from design stores or any kind of store. Often there is a fee that is involved. However, 
When you do that, it is an opportunity to really take your spaces to that next level and really um, create a beautiful image that you can use many times over on Instagram and your website. And also, actually, again, I was just talking to somebody yesterday in Design and Grow, another interior designer, and she um, she had a bathroom. She actually does lots of bathroom um, renovations. And I was saying to her that because she tends to specialize in that and to really get as many images as possible, that you really want to style it in different ways so you can get as much mileage out of that space as possible. So do different combinations. And so that is really about styling the space, making it look the best that it can be and as interesting as it can be. So now that I've kind of hopefully cleared up the difference between interior design, interior decorating, interior styling, it's really important that you understand that styling is that finish, finishing touch, that very important finishing touch that will take your spaces to the next level. It's like going to a hairdresser and getting a good cut, but maybe you don't get it blow dried at the end. And it's just never going to look the same as if a hairdresser blow dries your hair. Um, a blowout, I think you maybe call it in America. Anyway, blow dry. Let's just go with blow dry. And, you know, it's a similar kind of idea. It is that really finishing touch to your space to really take it to the next level, to create those show-stopping interiors, create amazing portfolios for websites and Instagram. Now, if you want to go deeper in these steps that I have shared with you today, I have got a um, resource that you can go and grab. It is called Insider Secrets. I'm sharing all of the insider secrets that, um, well, at least seven of them. I've distilled them to seven that um, I have learned on my styling journey. I've been a stylist for like 15 years now. And you can go and grab that at nataliewalton.com forward slash secrets. And you can grab that guide. There's more questions. It goes more into depth into the ideas that I'm sharing today. But just to do a quick recap, step one is to develop a clear and compelling vision for what you ultimately want to create. The clearer you are on your vision, the more confidence you will have about the next steps to take. Step two is to refine your vision. And again, this will then help you create even more confidence as well. Step three is to give yourself a brief so that you know um, where to focus on the right actions. Step four is to cultivate your signature style to stand out from the crowd. Step five is to choose transformational objects. And step six is to elevate your interiors with interior styling. So as I said, if you want to go and grab that resource, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash secrets. And we will put that in the, um, in the show notes so that you can access that as well. So I hope that you have found this helpful. I hope that it has given you an insight into the steps that you need to take if you really want to take your spaces, you know, and elevate them, take them to the next level and really as well um, help you understand the difference between sort of being in that middle level where you're creating something that's nice, that's safe, that's fine. But if you want to get clients at that high level, you really need to focus on making sure that your imagery is just exceptional. Like it just needs to really resonate with people because 
If people don't have an emotional response, then they're not going to move into action. They're not going to contact you and you're going to struggle to make your business work. So styling really is that key missing ingredient that so many interiors that I see are really missing. And if it was styled in a beautiful way, it would be so much more compelling as an interior and as the space and compelling for people to want to work with you as well. So like I said, um, I hope that you found this helpful. If you are listening for the first time, make sure that you hit follow. If you are a long time listener and have yet to leave a five-star rating or a review, I would really appreciate that. And um, I hope that you found this valuable and I will look forward to connecting again with you soon. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. <laughs>